I'm Frank, and I'm not a big fan of BJ's Wholesale Club super low gas prices. I don't trust things that low. Started in 92. Big office Christmas party. Come on, join the limbo line. Now I see a chiropractor. So, no, BJ's. I don't want super low gas prices. Okay, then. But if you'd like super low gas prices and a $40 digital BJ's gift card, join the new BJ's Wholesale Club. Opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Donica Strange Riscano, author, speaker, and community leader, comes to you today with Recapture, the weekly program that gives a biblical perspective on living a Christ-centered life as you walk through your recovery journey. Our focus is providing healing for the family with love, knowledge, forgiveness, and information. Hey, 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 it's another fine day of recapture. How are you doing on this morning, sunshine? Hey, Monica. Well, good morning, Donica, to you. And good morning to our listeners. Hello, sunshine. Hello, sunshine. It's another day of sharing with you, as we say, love, knowledge, healing, and information. Today, uh, for a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about Topics that are relevant and important in the news. And we are going to be uh, talking about the missing, uh, the story of Miss Gabby Petito. But you know how we do things. Before we delve into that conversation specifically, we are going to talk about the case of Gabby Petito and, and the black missing or other minority uh, groups and how those things are covered in the media. I just made up something, and we're gonna we coined a new term. We're gonna talk about that on this morning, Monica. Before we do, I want to go back over last week, and we always say we we say the recap on recapture. Sure. Last week we talked about the basics of giving, and I want to go over that. I'm gonna put myself out there and say what. What you said is before you can give to anybody else, you got to give yourself to God. And you made a reference to the song, uh, I Give Myself Away. It says, oh, I almost got, I almost started saying the lyrics, but I said, nope, that's somebody's copyrighted information. So go listen wherever you listen to music and hear that song, I Give Myself Away. What's his name? Oh, you said Josh McDowell. William McDowell. Oh, see, see, Josh McDowell, somebody else. See there, I'm glad <laughs> I got you with me, Monica, to... Get me straight. Will McDowell, I give myself away. And so that really left an imprint on me before you can serve other people. Because we talked about that kind of having codependency, getting angry and upset that if we're not positioning ourselves before the throne of God and and know exactly how God wants us to move on certain things, uh, then it it may not have the outcome that we intended. Even even Monica, if we're well-intentioned in our giving. Submit ourselves into the Lordship of Jesus Christ, and he'll navigate us and help us walk through that path. What do you want to recap from the broadcast from last week on giving? I think you did a great uh, preface to it. Um, we celebrated giving last week with the scripture that says, God loves a cheerful giver. And so in our conversation of giving, I would just remind us to give from our heart, uh, give from our place of cheerfulness. Uh, not begrudgingly, but give from a place of uh, cheerfulness. And the scriptures say God does reward us for our giving. 
um, when we give, God is going to give back to us. And so I'm so excited to have a heart to give, so excited to be amongst people who are willing to give. And just as a reminder to you, we we are in somewhat of a difficult situation uh, for some people in the economy with the supply chain uh, situation occurring, uh, with people uh, working their jobs and not being able to work because of the pandemic, because of their own personal diagnosis. And wouldn't it bless God, bless the kingdom of God, and bless your own heart if you're able to give to individuals or agencies that support people while they're having a challenging time. So I think it's a beautiful opportunity to give right now. Amen. Amen. And so today we are talking about a very... um, sensitive topic I think and it's talking about Gabby Petito and her case and why is there some importance and relevance for Miss Gabby Petito I think it is because Monica she was like a YouTube influencer and she was uh, creating a name and a space for herself uh, wanting to as a young woman I want to say this I want to start off by saying whatever is going on in the news whenever a news stories Monica that there really is a human being behind the story, that she has people that love her, her parents, her her parents and her step-parents, uh, those people that were speaking out for her, and her followers that were on her travel journeys with her. And um, we're kind of starting at the end because we already know what the end brings for her. But she, she's a, she is a real person. I'm talking a, in a in a present tense space, but it is a serious conversation where we talk about the missing uh, Gabby Petito. And so in, uh, according to FBI.gov, in 2020, 543,000 people were missing, are missing. And what I would say about that is um, it, it talked about all the different type of dynamics and, and personal, I'm, I'm pausing because I'm trying to figure out Demographics, different different demographics mm-hmm. of people. And in the number, I'm just going to say this because I hadn't thought about it too. In the number of 543,000 people that have been missing, they even talked about those that are missing as due to a catastrophe. And when you're seeing news stories and mm-hmm. things about that, I, I, I had not... I hadn't thought about that. Right. I hadn't that, thought about that either, that the, some people the, are missing because from fires, fires flooding, hurricanes, hurricanes. All, all those sorts of mm-hmm. things. Those are in that in that group, too. And so for, um, for Ms. Uh, Gabby Petito, she started her journey in June to um, with her and her boyfriend, Brian, and they were on a cross-country trip in they, as it says, they said she stayed in contact with her family and her friends through her social media. Um, but at the end of August, Monica, she uh, stopped being in touch with them. Um, um, that was in June. And August 12th, she and her boyfriend, Brian, they were at a restaurant. And there was an altercation between her and people uh, um well, I'll just report it or alleged altercation. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, a passerby called nine one one to describe <clears throat> that they saw a man slapping a girl, mm. and so um, we see the story repeatedly 
on the news and it shows how she's sitting in that van and crying and and um, they you know ultimately let them go uh, on August 17 Brian he returned to Tampa Bay uh, he he went to they were all doing their vacation and mm-hmm. he went back to Florida because they decided they were extending their vacation mm-hmm. and so he went back to Florida as the story goes they said that he closed us some type of storage unit that they had, and he went back and met her. Um, so that was on the 17th of August. And then and Florida on, is their home. Yes. So he went home. He went home, yes. Was he not with her? When, when she when she still was home? in, yeah, she didn't go back with him. On the 17th of August, he went back to Florida. She stayed doing her blog and her travel thing, and then on the se- uh, 23rd of August. Blogging and traveling alone? That's what the story says. That she she did not return the floor with him. She stayed where they were. So he went back to Salt Lake City uh, to re rejoin Gabby. Mm-hmm. Um, on the twenty fourth, they left Utah, mm-hmm. and then on August twenty seventh, they were at a a Tex Mex restaurant, and then an incident occurred. And that's the incident uh, you reported earlier? No. that That's a different incident. It's a, a different incident. Okay, wow. So they were in a restaurant and people saw them. You know what, let me read the scripture real quick while you're saying that because uh, this is someone's true life story. And uh, in that regard, m- many people are going through things. Uh, for the m- message of those that are missing, as well as for the message of things that we're going through, Isaiah 41 and 10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. I will hold up thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So I know that we're continuing on the story with Miss Gabby. uh, But for those of you who unfortunately may have someone in your life who is missing God is with you. Uh, We send the peace of God with you. We send prayers with you. We send the peace of God and prayers to Miss Gabby's family. Yes, Monica. Since we do, um, uh, we we knew, we know what the end ended up being for that family. Continue on with the timeline. Yes, on August 30, that was her last communication. And then on September 1st, uh, Mr. Bryan returned to his home. Uh, on that was September first, September sixth, thirty-eighth, the Mr. Bryan and his family went camping. On September eleventh, wait a minute, he went home. camping with his like. You mean like his, his mom? Mm-hmm. So she, she and he are separated. Yes. At this point, has she been reported missing? Or that's, no. That was that's the next thing. Uh, she was reported missing on the, on the eleventh. So what days he went camping with his parents? The 6th through the 8th of September. We're just giving you the timeline. I know. I'm just interested in putting together the story as well for the listeners. And then it comes out on September 17th that um, Brian's family disclosed that he'd not been seen. On the 17th, they told authorities they hadn't seen him since uh, since, um, September 14th. And that's when the manhunt began for him. And unfortunately, on September 19th, uh, remains were found, and on the 21st of September, it was confirmed that it was Miss Gabby. 
mm-hmm. on September 23rd. If we so- would pause for just one second, if you have little t- tiny ears yes, with you, if you could turn the radio down or turn down your uh, phone if you're watching, you know, listening to your podcast or listening online. Uh, these are adult matters and sensitive conversations. If you can go on. Yes. Monica. Yes, ma'am. On the 23rd, a search warrant was issued and the search had continued for Mr. Uh, Brian. And on September 26th, Miss Gabby, uh, that there was a funeral for uh, Miss Gabby Petito. Yes. And so what I'd been reading in the news, I read one story, and I will say that I... I'm going to share one more scripture. Okay, go ahead. Um, let's take it to the scripture here in Isaiah. Isaiah 61, 6 through... 6 through... No, I'm sorry. 2 through 3, verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. May God get comfort to Miss Gabby's family and to those and other people who have missing, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Praying for Miss Gabby's family as well as to others, who have someone who is missing or lost, they're mourning even though they may not have final information. They're grieving. They're separate. Um, So we declare the word of the Lord to comfort them. Um, You can continue, Ms. Donica. Yes, thank you so much. And so for our conversation, we are talking about uh, Gabby Petito and the missing, and even amongst her family, Monica, uh, they, they. I saw a news conference, and they said that they want to have the same measure of attention and coverage that their child received for all families that have a missing persons, and some others people that had missing persons in their family. They use the hashtag hashtag Gabby Petito and attach themselves to that pro to that. So that they can give visibility as well. So that they can give visibility for their missing. Wow. And so I know that you have some statistics about, um, and we'll be talking about the statistics about blacks and missing or minorities and missing in this country. And I'm going to tell you that I, I just, I was reading the information. I was talking about this. And what I what I came up with is media envy. And it's not that you're jealous of someone else, but when there's media envy and there's not there's a disparity in coverage, what is the result or what can happen when a person is missing? And I was reading some experts on, on this particular topic, the missing and black people or missing and minority people, there's just sometimes an assumption, oh, they ran away, they'll be back tomorrow. But precious time is lost when um, when you're looking for the missing and there's no news coverage and there's, uh, you know, maybe someone or police are going to investigate and maybe some clues are not preserved the way they need to be mm-hmm. or because, because they're saying, oh, they're going to come back. And sure. for those people, uh, the statistic that we gave before, 543,000, 
um, missing a year. We said that also includes people that are part of catastrophes. They said 8 to 11 percent are not found. And for some families, a part of that experience when their loved one is never found, they never get closure. Mm -hmm. There's always that, oh, my goodness, the open door or looking over your shoulder or what happened. As, Do you as, remember the young girl who came back after all that time? Um, what's her last name? Smart. Elizabeth Smart. Elizabeth yes. Smart. She came back after all that time. And this is what, you know, there are some other names in the news. It's Natalie Holloway, Chandra Levy. Those persons got, Elizabeth Smart got some real high profile coverage in the news. And so the black and missing are saying, where's the same coverage for us? That is the media envy that says, hey, if someone, you know, to, to the power, but that be who makes the decision on how the person is uh, covered in the news story. So, well, let me get into the statistics then. So thousands of people reported missing every year in U.S., and while not every case will get widespread media attention, the uh, coverage of white and minority missing victims are very far from proportionate. And we're going to take a look at a couple of the statistics uh, from a website, uh, Black and Missing in America. These are 2020 statistics for the United States. Uh, 543,018 people were reported missing in the United States in 2020. Um, 59% uh, was white, and this in includes Hispanics. Yes. 37% were minority, and 3% were unknown. Uh, nearly 40% of the missing persons are persons of color, yet African Americans make up only 13% of the population. Yes. Now, wow. say that again. So, black people make up 13% of the population, but make up what percentage? 40% of the missing are African American. Wow. Wow. That's wow. And then, you know, sometimes, uh, we'll, you'll probably talk about this a little bit, but when I'm watching news stories uh, about people being missing, like you said, they discounted where they're 18 years old, they're 19 years old, they're grown, they can go where they want to go. Uh, when the blessed uh, service person, Miss Vanessa, yes, uh, there at Fort Hood, she was missing. Her family called her all day, and they felt like, we know this is not her. She's responsive to you. Mommy, have she called? Sister, have she called? No. Okay. They live here in Houston, and that sister drove out to Fort Hood the same day. She didn't say, my sister's three hours away, and since the Army is saying uh, she's okay, we're not looking for her. They went there that same night. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that that's a lesson in just being proactive and, and having the <clears throat> uh, wherewithal in, within yourself to say, I'm, I'm going to do something about this and be creative. Like we said, some of the people put the hashtag, hashtag Gary Petito, um, I, I just remember from being a young person, the person from the cops television show, he had made a whole platform because in the in the early 80s, his son came missing. Yeah, I think that's when it, I I don't know, because we were little kids about eight years old when, when, when he really Adam started came up missing. Oh, what's his name? John Walsh. Yes. His son John name was Walsh. Adam. And he is a national figure now. Right. And his son expert. has taken over the program. OK. And yes. he has a. Uh, what they used to have as a trademark program, uh, America's Most Wanted. Mm -hmm. Mr. Walsh and his son have moved to a different uh, platform. It's yes. still 
looking for missing, but mostly looking for uh, uh, crimes and fugitives as well. A couple of things that we want to talk about in terms of disparity in the media, uh, a couple of uh, categories or kind of observations that we're having, not only from uh, law enforcement or observations of other people. And this is no in no means uh, bringing disparaging to our law enforcement. Right. Uh, really what I meant to say is that this is disparity in media coverage. Yes, yes. And so, and people seem to be runaways. I talked about that. Uh, a lot of minority children are initially classified as a runaway. And as a result, they do not get a media alert. Um, they don't get an Amber alert because they're seen as a runaway. Uh, criminals, minority adults are labeled or associated as a criminal. Uh, involvement in gangs and drugs. Desensitization. Uh, it's believed that missing minorities live in impoverished conditions and crime is a regular part of their lives. And mm-hmm. so there, there's a desensitization to the missing minority. You know, um, they're not considered as fragile. Oh, they'll, they'll turn up. They'll, right. they'll, they'll come right. up. Somebody will. They'll come up, you know, right. they're somewhere, they're, they're hanging out. They're with their friends, something like that. Right. Yeah. You know, any parent, if your child doesn't come home like two minutes off of that school bus, and they could have said, Mama, I told you this morning I was going to uh, Mary's house. You're, when you look out the door and you see the neighbors walking down the street and your kid is not with the neighbor, your mind just goes, Wait a minute, where is she? And that conversation earlier, it goes out of your mind, and you have this l- minute of being paralyzed. And so for those people who have had their children, loved ones, adults, siblings, uh, spouses uh, missing, they're going in a difficult situation. When we were in, like, and, and we're going to be winding down here when we were like in the third grade, that was a lot going on when we were in the third grade. We were in the third grade. It was everything that was going on with uh, John then, Walsh. And then it then was left the child situation. Yes, we really are having a listen to discretion conversation this morning. Remember, that was it was a fearful time. Mm-hmm. The Atlanta, they call it the Atlanta child murders. Not only were the people missing, came up missing, they were murdered. They were. And so yes, uh, there was device. eventually a movie made about that. But what I will say that there was different programs and things put in place since those times. Some, like even 40 years later, because we were little kids when that happened, I I got an email from my son who was in middle school. It was a stranger danger email. And they sent out an email and tell you what occurred. In that situation, it was uh, a benign incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a relative was picking up a student and rolled down the window and asked the child, "Do you know so and so?" I don't know why the I don't know why the person did that, but they did. And the child rightfully so got away from there, and they sent out this stranger danger email. And uh, that relative, once they saw the, that there was communication going out, con- rightfully contacted the school, gave an explanation of what was going on, and they said, "Hey, all is clear." But see, you have you, things have been put in place uh, to help us as parents and as students wow. uh, to protect our children in our community. Wow! Thank you so much, Donica, for this wonderful topic today. So, why bring this topic to the listeners today? Hey, I watch this show all the time, and it says, "What would you do?" And so today, 
I'm, we're bringing this topic. What could you do? What can you do when you see an Amber Alert or you see those Facebook posts for the missing minority or even the missing majority? Just share it. Share the post. What can you do? Make sure you have all lines of information, communication uh, available with your children, your siblings, your spouses to know their whereabouts. Uh, what can you do? You can be prayerful and mindful, compassionate and loving uh, and pay attention to your own personal surroundings. Donica? Yes, thank you. And I want to just tell you that it is a breaking breaking news and evolving story uh, in terms of this. Again, Butito and Brian Laundry, uh, there have been some remains found. And so this is an evolving story. At the time of this recording, information is still coming forth. Uh, we pray for all of the missing. Monica, do you have something that you want to share for our tip for the journey? Our tip for the journey is be compassionate. Be compassionate. When you see news stories, say a prayer. Our tip for the journey is be loving. I think that's a perfect way to end the broadcast. Have compassion and be loving. My name is Donica. Thank you for joining. And I'm Monica. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining us on this week's broadcast. My prayer is that you continue to grow, find peace, forgiveness, knowledge, and information. To learn more or connect with us, visit our website at psdiamondcelebration.com. Until next time. Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir. I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only.